Welcome to the engineerish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. Just a second. Are we taking the ish out? Or are we putting the ish in? Girl, this is a one-way street. We putting the ish in. <laughs> Still the most unique math problem we've been puzzled by, solved, and revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And it's your boy, Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the engineer-ish. The engineer-ish math in session. Hey, listeners. Just a reminder, as you probably heard us mention before, we record all of our episodes a little earlier than the date they're released. This happens to be our first episode recorded in 2022. So if you hear a couple references to the new year, trust me, we're not crazy. Well, maybe Drew is, but we know it's April. In this episode, we're bringing you a topic that we're excited about because we get a lot of questions pertaining to it. Enjoy the episode, Certifications versus Degrees. We do hope your year is off to a great start. Welcome, Drew. Welcome to welcome to a new, a brand yeah. new year. How are yeah. you? Yeah, it is. It is finally 2022, man. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Uh, excited about the year. I took some took some time to do some planning and it's some review of 2021. So I'm excited about the about the new year and setting some goals and knowing that anytime you set some goals, there are going to be some challenges that uh, pop up along the way. So uh, I mean, I'm excited about it, but but also still very mindful of, uh, you know, there's work to be done. Um, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I always look at a new year as a, you know, a fresh slate, like a yeah. book, I could say a sketchbook with no pictures in it yet. And it's okay. kind of, kind of up to us like you know how we what we decide to put in that book and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i mean it's kind of like the sky is the limit for the year um but um yeah planning is important i just kind of think about it's kind of wild to think that covid has followed us for so long like it, it, in my yeah. mind i'm thinking like when it first popped up like you know what this will be over before you know it. But here gonna we say, are. you remember when you thought it was only going to be two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Here we are in 2022 and there are new strains popping up as we speak. So, <laughs> yeah, but we made it through 2021 and hopefully uh, everybody that um, has been rocking with us and listening to us, uh, you guys have, you know, adjusted to, you know, the life and times because it's just one of those things that we have to I feel like we have to just learn how to live around really yeah so absolutely safe it's, out there. it's uh you know it's a, a classic saying right health is health is wealth and I feel like since COVID came out <laughs> since COVID dropped you know what I'm saying <laughs> like uh, I feel like that uh, yeah yeah I feel like that statement has has entirely new meaning you know what I'm saying health health really is wealth um in 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 today's world not that it, it wasn't before but in today's world it, it i feel like it means a little bit more yeah i agree with that agree with that so i'm mean, i'm just curious is there anything you, i know you're a runner and you accomplished your goal uh, last yeah. year which was what was it a, a thousand miles a thousand yeah miles. so congratulations on that thank you thank um, you i'm just curious to know with such a lofty goal like that do you have as far as fitness or 
uh-huh. anything do you have what does it look like this year you have something similar or um so i'm actually mixing mixing it up uh this year i'm actually trying to put on some weight uh, so i'm going to be more heavily like Uh-oh. lifting weights and working out uh, trying to get year. thick yeah yeah i'm trying to get trying to get swole on y'all you know what i'm saying uh not really i mean i'll always be thin you know what i'm saying but I will, <laughs> i'll be a little <laughs> a little bit uh a little bit stronger uh yeah, I mean that's that's really my uh, my focus. I'm definitely still gonna gonna be running, you know, four or five times a week. Uh, probably not as long a distance um, mm-hmm. as I was doing last year, uh, but I also have some run some run goals um, as well. So this is t- just in terms specifically in terms of running. Um, this is kind of my year to to break some barriers. Like um, so, I did a, did the the thousand miles last year. That so that was really kind of a a distance and commitment thing, um, which was which was awesome. And so this year. I want to basically run my fastest time or run my personal best mm-hmm. in uh, the mile, in the 5K, in the 10K, and in a half marathon. Um, so now that I've kind of got all these miles under my belt, I want to get a little more, kind of get a little more specific with it um, and, and make some improvements on the best that I've done, you know, up until, up until this point. All right. And I'm sure, I'm sure all that will happen. So I know you're, you are a planner too, so I'm focused, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to seeing the progress as the year goes on. Absolutely, thank you. And I, I definitely, for anybody out there who is a runner or wants to run or anything at all, like I'm, I am always happy to have companions. Um, so definitely, you know, what I'm saying, find us. Hit me on, hit me on Instagram or IG. Um, and I can, I can send you my information on the Nike run club app or whatever, and we can run some, run some miles together. Now, even for those who are in the Atlanta area, um, Sunday mornings, I'm going to be going to be going out and getting, getting a run in and I'm inviting others to, to join me. So Tori, you're, you're always okay. welcome. Uh, if you want to want to come out and get some, get some miles in, um, I, I mean, I don't know about miles, but I mean, a few, some inches or kilometers, <laughs> maybe, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the invite. I'm going to keep that. I'm gonna keep it that is an mind. open invitation. It is an open invitation. <laughs> so I- any Sunday morning or whatever, um, I'll be, I'll be posting and letting people know, you know, kind of where, I, where I'll be at and stuff like that. And there'll be a, I'll do something official on Instagram uh, probably sometime in February. Yeah, if you want to be Drew's RC running companion, yeah, he will be. He'll be posting yeah. stuff. Um, and I mean, even I would say follow our our uh, social handles. That may be something you uh, kind of incorporate into the engineerish Instagram yeah. since since you're mentioning it. So that'll be good. You guys follow Hit us that. up. We want to get to know y'all personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Moving on from running companions on into our, uh, we can do just a brief, uh, we've decided not to go so deep in 2022 into our recap because it's kind of, we know that the episode's there. So long as you guys know it's there, you can also recap yourself and go listen to it. Or, I mean, so we'll just do kind of like a very brief uh, mentioning on like you know what the last episode was so Drew do you want to kind of just quickly yeah. what was it what did we yeah talk yeah about? yeah I'll, I'll jump in real real quick the last episode we kind of talked about representation and, and what it what it means to you and even even you know we shared a little bit of um you know how we wanted to or the kind of the story that we wanted to to write in terms of representation um into the into the future 
Um, so sometimes, especially in the engineering, you know, minorities uh, are the minority. That's why, <laughs> you know, you know uh, we're, we're, we're called such. But, um, you know, as best we can, we want to, you know, include that diversity, include that inclusion, um, and even and just encourage young people to, to pursue um, not only engineering, but other STEM careers. Uh, so definitely, definitely go and check out the last episode. Because uh, we, I think we had a had a pretty good time, kind of talking about um, representation and 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 what that kind of means to us. Yeah, well said, Drew. That's exactly what we did, and um, yeah, that's a that was a good episode. That turned out to be uh, one that I really enjoy listening to. So go check that out if you haven't yeah. already, or you need yeah. a refresher. But um, enough uh, enough about the past. Let's get into the present, man. What are we What are we talking about today? Yeah, all about the present, uh, for movement only. Um, <laughs> so one of the ideas that has come to my mind has to do with certifications because, okay. you know, and in engineering school, you know, thinking back way, 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 way back then. Way, I, way, way back then. Ooh, we. <laughs> I can say that I never... Me personally, I don't remember certifications being something that were brought out, brought up as much throughout college or, yeah. you know, I heard about them when I graduated. And I know there's some importance in certifications. Sometimes certifications can uh, not so much overshadow a degree, but be enough for you to do whatever it is that you're trying to do, um, right. you know, in your in your career or just, you know, um, freelance. So right. I just wanted to talk about some of that. And I wanted to personally ask you, Drew, did you know about any certifications in college? Like, were they discussed uh, with you? What, what did you know about certifications? Yeah, so so for me, when I was in when I was in school, um, they, the only certification that they focused on was the the FE and the PE. Okay. Um, and I, I saw for those of who you, who don't know, uh, my my degrees, my engineering degrees, I have a degree in electrical engineering, a degree in computer engineering. Um, and when I was in school, they were they were very heavily like encouraging us to go ahead and take our FE as soon as possible after college. And they were kind of referencing it just in terms of, you know, as you kind of get out of college and get into your career, you start to forget some of the things that you learned. Uh -huh. um, and the FE is kind of a comprehensive type of exam. There is a specific part depending on which discipline you want to go into. Um, but it's kind of a comprehensive exam, like over engineering in general. Um, and you have to get your, you know, your, your FE before you, uh, before you then, you know, uh, go on to get your, your PE or your professional engineer's license. Now, what does FE stand for, Drew, exactly? Uh, honestly, I don't remember. Um, but I know, I know once you, once you get your FE, then you technically, I believe you're, you're termed as an engineer in training or EIT. Okay. So I do recall seeing that there is somewhat like a prerequisite before you get your PE. Yeah. Um, that's I, yeah. I was kind of, yeah, the EIT. Okay. So is it yeah. EIT? Okay. Got it. So yeah. engineering and training certification. Yep. Yeah. And I don't, they may have changed the, the name of the actual certification. It may not be called the FE anymore, but I, oh, I, I see. So I see here. So we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at some stuff on here, but it says the FE is uh fundamentals of engineering exam. Ah, so it's, they're both the go. same. It said yeah. it may also be referred to as the FE so yeah. fundamentals of engineering exam. 
Yeah. So that that was okay. the only certification that that at least at my school that they really talked about. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I chose not to not to do it. I actually I, so I started studying for it, um, but then kind of decided not to not to take it. And part of the reason was, uh, you know, before you go to take your um, your P.E., you have to have so much experience in the industry. Um, okay, so and, like actual, actually hand, not just classroom experience, but like hands on, right. like you're in the, the field. Right. Yeah. And, and at the time, um, I still wasn't entirely sure like what my career was going to look like. And even after school, when I started my career, I, I, I feel like the term, you know, being in industry is kind of used a little bit loosely. I wasn't sure, you know, originally I was kind of working more in IT. And now, you know, while I, you know, or at least then, uh-huh. um, you know, the, but the position that I was in, um, while I, you know, was working with electrical companies, um, I was really kind of working more on computer systems. So I wasn't sure if that was deemed as in industry or not. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, and, I, and, it, and it may be that, you know, it doesn't really matter where you work, as long as you're working somewhere <laughs> in an engineering field, then you're technically in industry. Uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily know the answers to those questions then. Um, so I actually didn't go the route of taking my, uh, taking my FE and then, you know, going on to take my PE. Okay. So a little bit different for you. It was, that was a a certification that was spoken about a little bit more. And I, I could say that maybe I was one of those students at the time that was so ready to get out that if someone said something about a certification, I was just like, yeah, there is absolutely (laughs) no way on this earth. (laughs) So, but I do, I do remember the idea of P like the professional engineering, but I just, I can say that I never fully understood. Like, I know there's plenty of benefits, but I just didn't understand how at the moment, like when you're in college, I mean, that you, you think about like all the money that was spent all the time that was put in. Sometimes you don't think about like, hey, well, how is this going to, you don't look that far in advance. Like, what is yeah. the PE going to do for me? Yeah. Um, like, you know, after, our, like, you know, years to come. So do you know any PEs or anybody yeah. that you can say you kind of understood why they decided to do it? Because it took them to like maybe a level that a uh, typical uh, engineer that doesn't have this certification couldn't go? So this is, and this is, this is totally my personal opinion. I don't say, I can't say that I know why anybody decided to go that route of taking the PE, but I do know several, several PEs um, currently. And just from, from my experience and kind of what I've seen and what I've gathered from talking to, um, talking to people, and this is, I just, I kind of take this as, as education in general, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, even you know, if I didn't go to college, that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't do the things that people that went to college did, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But, but as a, you know, as an outside person kind of looking at, you know, two candidates, one person has a college degree, one person doesn't, there's a, there's a certain level of, you know, kind of societal or, or, you know, corporate acceptance that said, oh, well, this person has a degree, that means they can do A, B, and C, right? Which, right doesn't necessarily not necessarily true they may not be able to do a b and c but because they've got that degree it kind of gives them that quote unquote confidence that they'll be able to do these these things while the person who doesn't have the degree may be able to do it 
but there's no there's no real uh, kind of proof that they can do it other than seeing them do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think from from my experience, I kind of get the same get the same impression about certifications in general. Right. And there's there. And and I will say there are there are some depending on the position, depending on what you're actually trying to do in the industry where a certification is necessary. Um, Right. Yeah. But it's very kind of dependent upon, again, what industry you're in, where you're working at in the company and kind of what your job role is. And so what I what I've seen is a lot of companies have some PEs on staff, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the engineers don't have PEs. Um, and so there may be certain checks or certain sign-offs that the PEs have to do, but most of the time, even in that type of scenario, they're not even the ones doing the work. They're just the ones that are signing off on the work after it's been done. Oh, okay. So, and so like it's, yeah, just kind of the, it kind of depends like, and, and my opinion is, is it's kind of that, that stamp to say, yes, I can do this. And yes, I've got the experience. But if you if you have the experience and you're and you're willing to put your you know willing to put yourself out there, um, and and you know not afraid to take a no for for example, um, then I think you can achieve most of the same things that people that don't have those certifications, uh, or I'm sorry, things that people that do have those certifications achieve some of those same milestones. If you have the experience and you're willing to to make sure that you do know the information and you're able to show that you know the show that that you know the information. Yeah, I agree with that. And then one of the things I always like to mention is like being able to apply something by actually having the hands on experience, because what I know what I've noticed personally with certifications is it's kind of like a lot of cramming, like in a small amount of time. And it's like, hey, you're going through these case studies and you're doing this stuff and such it's almost like college in such a short amount of time like trying to put all this information together but then when it's over it's like okay yeah you passed the test but for me (laughs) understanding doesn't come into play in time actually so I'll speak to one of my certifications which is a lead ISO internal a lead ISO um auditor training Uh and so I remember with that until I, I, I did like a number of audits and I won't even say it was like 10, but maybe at least 50 audits with different yeah. companies. That's when I became like really knowledgeable. It, yeah. it had nothing to do with that certification at all. Like I, yeah. it was like having, like it was almost like reading the book, having the information, but not applying it and not right. really getting it until you were able to apply it on your own. Yep. So yeah, I, I think that's that's really the, that's the important distinction, and mm-hmm. and and it, it again it, it depends on the, the people that you're working with, um, and then kind of you know their view on things like this. But I don't you know just because you've got a piece of paper that says that you know you did such and such, uh, that doesn't to me like that that's that's great. I don't think that that's a bad thing, but. <laughs> It also doesn't tell me that if we sit down to do the work right now, that you're going to be as helpful as I think you are because you've got that piece of paper. And you know what I what I've always thought was interesting. So say you're joining a company or just whatever the case may be, or you're doing some freelance work and someone's asking about a certification. Now, they may ask you for a copy of the certification that you've gotten like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. And it's Uh like. At that point, honestly, the certification really doesn't matter. It's because it's like you can't have the certification 20 years ago and then you just 
completely sat it sat down with I haven't, you. Done, I haven't anything done anything with it. Yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah cause otherwise it's just like, you're going to, there's no way that you're going to be able to come and perform if right. you just right. have that certification. So it's really all the, all the knowledge and work that comes after that piece of paper. Um, that's really going to help out. Yeah. So I want to, uh, ask you about any certifications that you may have that you have either found to be beneficial or not. So it could be either, or just any certificate. If you have one that you're like, you know what, I can say this is really beneficial. And then any that you're like, uh, not really. Yeah. Um, if you have that. So for, for me, um, I haven't, I haven't gone that route of getting any certification. Um, and okay. I'm actually, I'm considering it now. Um, and, and one of the, so this is one thing that I would say, um, I, I, I'll just throw it out there or whatever you tell me, you can tell me what you think. Like, I feel like um, for companies that are willing to invest in their employees and pay for their certification, that is mm -hmm. a great, that is, that is a great time and place to get certifications because exactly, yeah. <laughs> one, the company is going to pay for it. Like uh -huh. that's obviously the, that's obviously a plus, but this, the second part of that is most of the time, if you're getting a certification that's related to your job and the company is paying for it, it also means you're going to get some kind of booster raise in, in pay because you've gone through the process of getting this certification. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's in that environment, it's, it's, a, it's a great value add, not only for you as an individual, like looking forward into your future, but also for the company, um, for the company as well. Uh, but for myself, I haven't actually gone gone down that route, but I'm considering very heavily um, getting some certifications around um, Red Hat because that's our base operating system that we do a lot of do a lot of stuff with. And while I have a lot of experience with Red Hat, um, again, outside looking in, you know, if I have a certification, it kind of gives me that official stamp of approval to say that, yes, I can do these things. I do have that knowledge. Um, that if I were to, to leave my company and go somewhere else, that now I kind of have something other, you know, to go along with my experience to kind of certify uh, my knowledge base and what I can do. Okay. So you are considering certification, uh, you're considering that red hat certification yeah. Um, yeah. for your uh, career and just moving forward, you're moving forward. And I, I, I totally have to agree with the idea of not having to invest in your own. Now, obviously I'm a big proponent of investing in yourself, but if you have someone else that can invest in you, so you don't mm -hmm. have to like spend yeah. the money, then I think one of the biggest uh, things that you want to try to get your employers to do is really invest in you. Like, yep. I mean, yep. even if that comes, even if that comes uh, the example of like going on different trips, like being able to see different countries because traveling is expensive. I mean, yep. sometimes your, your first country may be, uh, another company paying or a company paying for you to be able to go there and do business. But I mean, that kind of exposure is something you take with you for the rest of your life. So absolutely with certifications, all my, the, well, so I have three certifications that come to mind and that's six Sigma green belt, six Sigma black belt. And okay. then, uh, well, for internal auditor training and lead internal lead auditor training. So with those certifications, my company did pay for all of them. Okay. And, um, I feel like there is, 
when it comes to like, you know, getting a new job and like starting a new company, that's where you can leverage, uh, you can use that as an opportunity to see what companies feel is important, like the value they find and like investing in their people. So I think that's something you should find out early on because some companies, yeah, they may not be into spending money on those type of things, but those that do, those are the kind you want to align yourself with because it's like you looking at your pathway forward, not just never look at yourself just a part of a company. Some people, I think they get stuck into like, hey, I'm with this company. What can I do with this in this company? This company values this certification. Let me get this in this company. But you also want to be like be valuable outside, whether that's moving into entrepreneurship or freelance, like what can you do with that? So just in value for mine, like I know Six Sigma, Green Belt and Black Belt, those are both very valuable certs to have. Mm -hmm. And I will say the biggest reason for me to get that and then uh, auditor uh, certification is knowing that you can go outside and consult. You can go and do these a lot of things on your own with those certifications. So that was just me considering forward, like I don't want to be within a company. So, I mean, you can always use that to kind of do what I did. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they've been a- Can I ask you a question about that? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so with with those certifications, do you do you have to recertify at any point or are those lifetime certifications? Um, they're lifetime certifications to my knowledge, just uh-huh. because <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, there's nothing that says expire. Like I had, so I had an OSHA, OSHA certification, right? And uh-huh. with that, it did say like, you know, three years or there was an expiration date on it on the little card that I had. Now for these, I think the expectation is it's continuous learning. So once you get these certifications, if you decide to, you know, be a black belt within a company, you're going to be doing the work. So you're going to be constantly applying the skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now trying to tap into something like that, since I haven't really used it, it, I haven't used it like lately, that would be like, it'd be difficult. I mean, I haven't used a lot of those tools, those Six Sigma tools. So I wouldn't try to get into something like that now, unless I had additional training to kind of help support me to move forward. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. So part of the, part of the reason why I asked that question, um, and this is just, you know, kind of my impression, obviously I don't have any certifications, so I can't Mm -hmm. necessarily speak to it. Uh, But one of my concerns um, and I'd like to kind of hear your your thoughts around this. Is one of my concerns, especially in the technology industry, mm-hmm. uh, is technology changes so quickly. So so exactly, if I yeah. certify myself for some technology, it's almost outdated. You know, I mean, in a year or so, you know. Um, so not that that certification isn't quote unquote valid anymore, but like that's no longer the current technology that's being used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of you know it's it's kind of it's kind of even the same thing, you know, people talk about this with, with college, like the, the technical stuff that you learn in college, the coding languages that you learn in college are no longer being used in industry by the time you graduate. You know what yeah. I'm saying like, things like, things like that kind of make me, well, what, you know, what's the value? Why don't I just learn what's that, what actually, you know, I'm going to be using um, versus, you know, learning or getting certified in, in this stuff that's no longer going to be relevant, you know, when it actually comes time for me to perform. Um, have you, have you seen that with other certifications or do you have any, any thoughts kind of on that, especially kind of in the technology space? Um, for that, I definitely 
I, I, I see and I understand what you're saying because mm-hmm. now you're more so in the, uh, the space of not just technology, but I'm just saying like when it comes to like computers and yeah. programming, yeah. a little bit different than some of the certifications that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. will say um, as things change, there are new, there are new standards that come out, but I, but I feel that the principles that you build are also key for those yeah. type of things. Mm-hmm. So depending on what certification you get, there may be the necessity to brush up on something. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to ju- go out and get the newest certification. But I will say that someone that's consider a, considering a certification that deals with technology mm-hmm. should be very forward thinking in their inner thought process of, is this going to be a value add for me or not? Because yeah. at some points, maybe the certification really is beneficial and a, it's, there's a large need, like say you're consulting and there's a large need in the industry for someone that has that skill set. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's that's something to consider if, you know, you or anyone else is considering a certification that deals with technology and you think about the idea of it becoming dated or useless yeah. at some point. Yeah. I, and I like that. That that makes sense to me. Like, I like that idea of kind of, you know, if you're if you're going to go down that route of getting getting a certification, whether it's whether it's your money or or company's money, um, thinking about it from the sense of, of more long term. You know what I'm saying like I'm yeah. not just getting this certification for today, um, but but what is this going to do for me like over the next five years? Like if there is a you know, like you're saying, like there is a demand for a particular skill or there's a particular industry that's going through a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. you'll be able to utilize that certification, you know, for the next few years, then, then that, that, that definitely makes a lot, makes a lot more sense. So thank, I appreciate you sharing that with like, I, I wasn't thinking about it from that sense. Yeah. And what comes to mind also is the idea of like a cost benefit analysis, like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, mm-hmm. does it make sense to do it? What are the pros of doing it? What are some of the cons? And sometimes we really have to, we have to look at certain things in that manner especially if we're yeah. spending our money on it I oh mean, yeah time is money but yeah you know, it's just something to look at now I have something that I want to ask you so okay. if you are say like so I know I've gotten a, a number of certifications and say you were interested in getting a certification mm-hmm. how do you think what do you think is the best way to go to your company um in order to like you know convince them to invest in a certification like what what route would you take? So I would first I would ask, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd probably try to time it around like review time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If if at all possible. Right. Yeah. And the reason reason for that is the question that I want to ask has to do with what are skills that I can either improve on or skills that I can require to be of more value to the company. That's what I want to ask my direct manager. Right. Okay. Um, because I, I'm, I'm, and I'm asking it intentionally, like kind of in that way, because he may, he may say something that doesn't have anything to do with, with what I, you know, the area that I want to get a certification in, uh-huh. but it does bring the conversation to the table that even if he doesn't, then I can say, well, um, this is one of the things that I was thinking about because I, I want to, I want to be able to do this for the company, or I want to be able to, you know, I have to term it in, or I have to phrase it in some way that how it's going to be a value add for the company. So right. while he said he may say uh, or she may say, you know, well, you could do blah, 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 blah. And this will add value to the company in this way. It's like, oh, OK, I see what you're you know, I see what you're saying with that. 
um, I had an idea about doing so-and-so or whatever to add so-and-so to the company in this way, right? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of already headed in that direction of adding value to the company and what I can do. And then I put it on the table to say, how, how about this? And it's like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Well, I happen to have found a certification class. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've already done the homework, you know what I mean? Like, where I could do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and kind of putting that, you know, putting that on the table to say, you know, is that is that something that would would be possible that we can, you know, that we can work together on? Oh, OK. I like that. Yeah, I, I like think that, that would that would be my approach because I want it. I, I don't want it to. I mean, of course, it's going to be a, a value add for me, um, but I want to bring it to them in terms of this is how doing this for me is going to benefit you. I love that. OK, um, it makes sense to do that because you all you all you always want the company to understand not just how it can benefit you, but how yeah. it can benefit them. Because of course, a certification can also allow a person to go off on their own yeah, and go to absolutely. another company and be more absolutely. valuable. So that's a that's really a good way and a good strategy. And there's also another that, that comes to mind for me. Sure. Yeah. And that's if, so you know, at some points, companies give their, they kind of give a review of how they're doing, whether that's mm -hmm yearly whether that's quarterly hopefully yep. quarterly and not just annually yep. but there's a quarterly kind of review or an outlook of like hey how this is where the company's doing this is yep. our strengths this, this is our weaknesses so if you understand some of the weaknesses of the company yep. i feel like you based on whatever your position is you can almost use that to your advantage to yep. like okay you know what so i see that we're having a lot of customer complaints. Yep. Like, that's, so it. Like, that's it right there. That's exactly yeah, what I was so it's thinking like, about. You know yep. what? I, there's a certification and I would like to, you know, I would like to fill in and like, you know, help the company. It's almost like you give them, you give an incentive to the company. Like, Hey, yep. I want to like do this because it shows you care too. Like, you're like, you know what? I was listening in that meeting. It wasn't just something where the CEO was talking or you were talking and I just like, you know, tuned you out. So I feel like that's another way is you can like play on the company's weakness in yep. order to help, like, you know, bring your skill set or your strength to that position or that role uh, through the certification. So absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad, man, I'm glad you, glad you said that because I feel like customer feedback is always going to be a that's that's going to be a soft spot for any company because without your yeah. customers, like, where's the company? You know, what I mean, like, so especially if you see a trend or, or you know what I'm saying, you can, you can utilize customer feedback to kind of show a spot where the company is struggling at. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of bringing that to them as, hey, this is something that I want to, you know, I want to take under my wing. I want to, you know, step up and take some responsibility for. I mean, as a company, I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that, sounds, that sounds great. Not only do we get to fill a space that we're struggling in, um, but we get to do it with somebody internal and... I don't have to necessarily pay them more, but I just have to get them a certification. You know what I mean? Like I have to do this one-time fee for a certification to actually have a long-term solution to what we think the problem is. So it, that's, again, like, I, I think that's a, a great, a great technique or whatever to, to bring that up. Yeah. And it, if you think about it, it's such a minor investment for the return, like the return on investment. Yep. It, it weighs out whatever it is that the company is investing. Yep. I mean, I've never yep. really heard of any any certificate or, you know, some companies do pay for degrees. Those can be more expensive, but certification is nothing like the cost of like paying to put yeah. somebody through school. So I feel like yeah. that's very minor. Yeah. And, and I feel like if a company is not willing to do that, I think I'd have to question 
if I really belong in the company, if they don't value, you know, forward movement or, you yeah. know, educate, educating in some type of way. So, yeah, it's, 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 and sometimes it can be, it can be challenging because, you know, it may not financially, a company may not just be, a, you know, they may be tight, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. um, it, it depends, but I think, you know, bringing it to them and it may not, you know, if you're, if you're open about it and you, and you are thinking long-term, it may not be something that you do immediately, right? It may be something, can we plan for this, you know, next fiscal year, right? So they can work it into their budget, you know what I mean? As things are, things are moving forward. Um, so even if it's not something that's immediate, just having the conversation and being able to put it out there that this is something that we can do and this is how we can do it. Uh-huh. To me, any any company is going to want to figure out how to capitalize um, capitalize on that as best as best they can. Yeah, I mean, some companies definitely are very cost effective. Some yeah. pity pinchers, some frugal, some cheap. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just your, depends. Choose your words. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta choose the words, but there's definitely ways around it for sure. I've gotten some very frugal companies to invest in uh, certifications for me. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, so that was that's a good segue into like the last question before uh, I want to close out the right. topic time. Let's do it. So right now, obviously, every job is hiring. I see mm-hmm. O'Charlie's has signs <laughs> saying eighteen dollars an hour. Now you would think you would never see anything like that, like a hostess eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I'm not saying that hostess don't deserve this, but I'm just saying everybody's hiring. Yeah, like so you kind of can kind of decide where you want to like place yourself. I feel like yeah. you have a little bit more skin in the game to be like more marketable or whatever. So if think about the idea of like education, ex- education, experience and skills like us, should we let positions uh, deter us from applying? If it mm-hmm. says like they're requiring like, you know, more experience, yeah. like eight yeah. years of experience, say, so some of those that are just like stepping into this industry, they don't have eight years, but they yep. feel like they have the knowledge. They feel like they're coachable yep. and they can learn pretty fast. So for you, and we'll just both give our feedback on this. Do you think someone should allow that to like, you know, turn them away from applying at least yeah. giving it a try? I, I, I'll answer that question very unequivocally. No, it should, it should <laughs> not deter you. Um, and I say that specifically uh, because um, I, I, I read once um, about a experiment that was done um, and they posted the exact same job description in the newspaper. You know, pe- people, for those of you who don't know, people used to look in the newspaper for jobs, you know what I'm saying? The, <laughs> the classified section, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but they posted the same job description for, for uh, in the newspaper, right? The only difference was one job description, they said the pay was going to be like $50,000, right? Uh-huh. A year. The second job description, they said the pay was going to be $150,000 a year. Same exact same job description. More people applied for the $50,000 position than applied for the $150,000 position. Even though the the skills and the things that were needed in order to do that job were exactly the same. <laughs> right? So so to me like I say apply where you think that that you can be effective. Apply for something that you want to do, mm-hmm. whether you have the whether you have the skills skills or not. Like even it cannot be in your industry. Like literally, like it, it doesn't matter. There's no you know what I'm saying like there's no limit that says look you can only apply to three jobs you know at a time. You know what I mean? Like if you if you think there's a possibility for you to be able to to get in, um, based on anything that you have in your background, whether it matches 
what they're asking for or not. Like, doesn't matter. You know what I mean, if, if you believe it, then then I say step up and, and take the chance. Like, because I've always had the point of view that like, if I if I get an opportunity to sit, sit down and talk to a hiring manager, like at this company, like, Will I get the job? I don't know, but they're going <laughs> they're going to think about it though. They're going to they're going to consider it cuz they're like we like we like this guy. He has none of the skills that we need. But but we like him. You know what I mean? Like and and just that alone like can open doors and present opportunities for you that may not be there if you were strictly like, "Oh, well, I'm a new graduate. It says I got to have 3 years of experience. I got that on to the next one, right?" Um yeah. so I definitely say go go for it. Don't don't and let I that hold you back. And I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with that. I've also heard stories where people, you know, apply to different jobs and they don't necessarily get it. But like the, the hiring managers, like, you know what, you would be perfect for this mm-hmm. other position, like if mm-hmm. you're open to it. So it's like sometimes just getting your foot in the door is what you need to do or just just opening up the opportunity to network with more people. So it's like, yeah, I don't think anyone should let a position make them feel like it's out of their league unless of course it's like you or I applying to be a doctor at Grady hospital like obviously we know like you can't do surgery or be a surgeon or you know certain obviously you have to be kind of you have to have more uh knowledge and you have to have your doctorate degree but anyway (laughs) I think that's probably the the important part the doctorate (laughs) (laughs) the MD yeah (laughs) but I mean yeah just I think that you should go for anything that you feel like you can do. Like, yeah, I just say move, move with confidence, man. Like whatever, whatever it is, like just, just move with confidence. And I know that that's not, that's not always easy. And, and sometimes if necessary, fake it. You know what I mean? Like if you, you worried about it, you like, look, man, I don't, but like the the worst thing that I, that I, that I, I guess the, or I guess the thing that I really don't like to see is to go into a job interview already, like speaking doubts. Right. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if I'm qualified for, for this position. Don't ever say that at a job interview. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even if you're not qualified for the position, like you don't 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 plant that seed in the hiring manager's <laughs> head. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go in, go in there with confidence and speak about the things that you know and how the things that you know can be effective or be helpful for you, like obtaining this position and, and being effective, you know, at the job. And, and don't forget. Don't forget, like the job has to qualify for you as well. So yeah, we did episode. Yeah, right? absolutely, man. Don't don't just you know stop yourself or sell yourself short just because you feel like you have to sell yourself to the job. Make the job sell themselves to you as as well, man. Yeah, that positive self talk or that negative self talk will almost I feel like that could def- like defeat you uh, mm-hmm. in your pursuit to get the position, like before absolutely. you even go in there. So like you definitely absolutely. have to change the frame of mindset and that that's not easy but it's it, it's work as we talk about you know you know on previous episodes lifetime learner yeah. different things like that it's it's work positive self-talk gotta do it but Absolutely. Um, okay so shifting gears a little Let's bit do it. <laughs> shifting <laughs> gears a little bit to uh ask engineer ish so um i think this is I'll, I'll have you uh ask me the question and All right. then we'll go from there i think you have a question for me you might okay i'm ready if i'm ready if you if you're ready uh, i'm ready all right let's let's do it all right so question is an employee i terminated has left me a sealed envelope titled <laughs> this is the title of the envelope now <laughs> now can i tell you what i really think 
<laughs> should I just shred it without opening? Or is there something to be gained by actually reading it? <laughs> so this is a very easy answer for me. Okay. I'm opening the envelope just because the way my mind works, I'm going to constantly and in that moment i'm going to be wondering what is in this envelope yeah so if i yeah. shred it then i'm going to wonder like what could they have possibly what was in there and i don't like to live with regrets where i'm like you know what later on i'm like maybe i should i should have shredded it but yeah. i think as i'm growing what i would do like in in a space that i am now i wouldn't shred it but i would put it to the side and give it a little bit of time and i would really think about like you know, what am I gaining from opening this? So I yeah. feel like there could be like any value to me opening it. And mm -hmm. then what are some of the cons? Like if I open it and it says something really negative, can yeah. I use that to grow? Like what, am, what is the, what is the whole end goal for me opening this? Yeah. And so yeah. I would, I feel like the newer, more, more like on this continuous improvement journey towards yeah. sit it to the side and just think, think on it instead of just acting in the moment. Cause acting in the moment sometimes and have you doing things that you really didn't want to do so yeah that, yep. that's what i would do i would say give it i would give it some thought see what would what would be gained from opening it what maybe will be lost maybe it will be stressful yeah and then go from there but not do it in a moment of just like you see it and you're like oh my gosh i'm about to open this <laughs> i gotta that tear could. this thing open like a christmas <laughs> gift <laughs> yeah so that, that that's that's what i would do now i would ask if you were if one of your employees because i know you're you're still working in corporate america yeah yep. you terminate an employee and then they leave you something like this so mm -hmm. how would you how would you handle it as a as a manager yeah i mean i'm i'm i am right on board with you right um and i and i say that because and this is something that i've actually learned from meditation right and one of the things that i've learned is that um oftentimes our approach to a situation will define our experience Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so just like in the way that you talked about, what am I what am I really looking to gain from opening this letter? Uh -huh. Right. I think that's that's perfect, because if I if I if I go into it, like knowing that no matter what this letter says, I'm looking to grab something from this letter that can make me a better manager, can make the company a better place to work at. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever intention that I choose. Um, if I if I go into it looking for, you know, looking for that reason, it helps me frame kind of whatever is going to be in that letter, good news, bad news, uh -huh. a little bit differently. Right. Right. Um, so I, I to me, like I'm that's exactly why I'm opening the letter is because I do. I want to, you know, even though me and this employee may not have, you know, it's not I didn't, we may have been good friends. You know what I mean, like and they just because they had to report directly to me, they were shy about saying how they how they really felt about me or about the company or whatever you know what i mean like um so by going into it kind of thinking like all right i want to grab something out of this that's that's going to help me be better the company be better this department whatever it is um then even if he comes up and like yo you know you're the bomb you know what i'm saying i really loved working here you know what i mean like it's like all right that's great thank you you know what i'm saying like but it what i can take from that is that the things that i'm doing in my department or the or the things that I'm doing like as a leader and a manager are working well. I should continue doing those things because even for a person that has gotten fired from the company wanted to tell me that I'm doing a good job at the things that I'm doing, right? Yeah. So it doesn't at that point like because I've defined my approach, it doesn't matter what's actually in the letter, but I get to take what I'm looking for 
kind of out of the letter because I've defined that prior to going into it. So I, I'm, okay. me and you are right in line and in step on, on, uh, on that. Goodness, finally we see eye to eye on Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's move on. I gotta, I'm excited to, to talk a little bit about it, about it, a pick of the week, right? Um, and I'm excited because I had a, had a chance to talk to, a, to an excellent gentleman, man. And uh, just through our through our conversations, man, I felt like I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta give this guy a shout out. You know what I mean? <laughs> next time, next time we re- we record, man. So so you know to to put him all the way on blast, right? Put on, him on. The, on the on the engineerish, right? Shout out to my man Larry Griffin, right? Uh, and I want to give him a shout out because um, you know he he's an older engineer, right? He's been working in the industry for for many years. Um, but he took kind of a, a little bit of an untraditional path. Um, after after high school, uh, he wasn't really you know kind of sure what it, what he wanted to do. Um, so he ended up going to the going to the military and doing some really cool stuff um, in the military and having the opportunity to to travel the world. Um, but after finishing that, like and and having you know obviously the the military was was going to pay for his school. Um, you know he had to choose you know where where he wanted to go to school at and, and what he wanted to do. And so he ended up landing in the in the engineering field mm-hmm. um but he but he ended up doing that after his his military career so he's a, l- a little bit later on than you know your traditional go to high school go to college um route um but went through got his got his engineering degree um and has been has been working in the in the uh the oil and gas industry um working on control systems uh for several years now uh, and it was just it was it was so refreshing to to hear um, not only kind of how he went through his experience, but just how um, how excited he is about you know the things that he's he's getting the opportunity to to do. Um, him and I were kind of kind of talking about some of the projects that he's worked on, and he's worked on like stuff that's you know the, this is the only place in the world that has things like this. He's worked on um, some of the some of the uh, some of the things that he's helped to to put together. Um, they actually, the, the parts of it that they use mm-hmm. um, to put some of these pieces t- together in some of these, uh, some of these plants are actually as big as or bigger than the Statue of Liberty, right? So, oh, wow. so yeah, so these are, <laughs> these major. are huge, yeah, huge pieces um, of, a, of equipment. And he's working on, you know, some of the control systems to make sure that everything is flowing right and pressure in the valves, you know, um, is all okay um, and things like that. But I, I just, it was just amazing just to, to talk to somebody. Um, who who has you know chosen a different route by going through the military and and then you know post military going back to college because I know just you know college is, is difficult for anybody you know kind of kind of going through it but especially having some of that that military experience he kind of talked a little bit about his you know his discipline and his ability to kind of go through college differently than it would have been had he went straight from high school right okay. um and so, and so it was, it was just good, man. We had a, we had a good conversation, man. So we wanted to, wanted to give him a shout out um, and tell him that we appreciate him sharing, sharing his story with us. And, and, you know, so I didn't know if you had anything that you wanted to have. Cause I was, I was really excited. <laughs> even after I got off the cross, I got to call Tori and tell her who I just talked to, man. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, what I'll add is after the conversation, Larry, you really made an impact on Drew because it's very rare that Drew calls me like I have something <laughs> to tell you. We got to talk. It's rare. I mean, we get on, we get on, uh, we get on and we do our um, podcast episodes together and I feel like we catch up. But whenever he tells me he has something to tell me, I know it's got to be something good. So yeah. I just enjoy hearing, um, you know, some of the great things that you're doing and just, you know, learning that 
you know, that all of our journeys through looks a little bit different. I mean, sometimes people decide maybe engineering's not for them or STEM's not for them, but long as you end up, you know, where it is that you feel you're supposed to be at some point, it seems like you took a different journey than a lot of us, but I mean, it seems like you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your, you know, in your course. So just salute to you, Mr. Griffin. Salute Salute. to you, Gary. We appreciate you, my brother. And thank you for listening to us. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a, a listener. All right. So Closing out the episode on a high note, we had such a positive with the pick of the week. Yeah. Drew, do you think you can lead us out with a little bit of inspo? Yes. Or a big bit of inspo. Whatever. Yes, ab- absolutely, man. So uh, you already know it's coming from a book. It's coming <laughs> from a book, right? Um, so I just I just completed reading a book uh, this past week. Um, John Maxwell book. For those of you who aren't familiar with John Maxwell, he writes a lot about uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the book that I was reading was the 17 indisputable laws of teamwork. Uh, so okay. the book was kind of all surrounding about these things, uh, things about teamwork. And so the message that I, that I want to leave, leave you guys with, um, that I got from the, from the book was about a catalyst, um, and how every team, you know, has a catalyst. And what he, what he means by a catalyst is there's always every good team always has that that one person that's kind of the, the starter, right? That mm-hmm. helps to, to build the flame um, on, the, on the team. And, and when, I, when I was reading it, one of, the, one of the things that I thought about was, you know, how can, how can I be a better catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's something that not only that I, you know, kind of envision for myself, but when I, when I meet people and I kind of see people um, and get a chance to network and things like that, like I see it in other people as well. Like they have something about them that they have, uh, that, that spark. Right. And, and I feel like everybody has it in some way. Uh, but you gotta, you kind of got to bring it out, right. It's, it's yeah, not something that just happens. You kind of have to have to put forth a little bit of extra effort, um, uh, in order to, in order to bring that out. So, so the message that I, that I leave everybody with, um, is, is be a catalyst, be, be a catalyst. And even if that's not, you know, everybody's personality may not necessarily be suited for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, that's perfectly okay, but encourage, encourage the catalyst, right? Because the catalyst is around, right? It's, it, he or she is is there somewhere. Um, and I always say, if you're if you're not if you're not giving, right? If you're not the person that that's giving it, then be be a support person that's helping the giver uh, to to give it. So that's that is that is my uh, my message for today. Good. So be a catalyst or support the catalyst. But Amen. Either way. Put, put some effort in because I mean it will make an impact at the end of the day so Absolutely. thank you Drew Absolutely. for that inspiration and You're welcome. you be a catalyst I'll be a catalyst and we'll I got you each other in our I'm gonna catalyst. be your catalyst you be my catalyst <laughs> love that <laughs> all right uh thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time yeah